Okay, the last Mishmar of the summer. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What a summer. Baruch Hashem. There was a lot of talk tonight about taking our experience of NCSY Colo with us into the year to try to really make the most of, of every everything that we've learned, of all the inspiration that we've, that we've had, how do we take it with us? Pasuk in this week's parsha says, mm-hmm. They darshan every word of this Pasuk. So we're going to go through every word of this Pasuk. I've put before you today blessings and curses. So what does this mean? So there's a Ramban. The Ramban says that this Pasuk is the source for free will. What's the significance of free will? What does free will mean to us? Also, if you look at the Pasuk, the Pasuk says Re'eh, which is in singular, it's Lashon Yachid, and then it says Lifnechem, which is plural. So which one is it? Singular or plural? Then we have to understand what's this idea of bracha uklala? What does that mean? What does it mean that Hashem put before us a bracha or a klala? And then the final diak that we're going to make, aside from the word anoichi, is hayom and nosein are in the present tense. It doesn't say anoichi nasati lefnechem. See that I have put before you. In the present tense. So we'll go through this one at a time. There's a chsam cipher. Chsam cipher says that the reason it says I'm sorry, is because a person needs to understand that the fate of the many depends on the individual. The Rambam says that a person has to see the world as if the entire world is hanging in the balance. And everything is depending on this one mitzvah. There's a tendency in the world to think that what we do doesn't matter. There's a tendency that a person could think, what I do matters to me. But not that what I do matters to everybody. Is a chassidish uh, mashal about a, a a wedding that was being made in the shtetl. And when they would make a wedding in the shtetl, if the if the family didn't have money, so then everybody would join together. It's not like today's chasnas where they make, you know, hundred fifty thousand, two hundred fifty thousand dollar chasnas. Back then, what was a chasna? They got together in the in the town square and they had a klezmer band and they had a, a little bit of kichel, a little bit of herring. And they would serve wine. So the Rav of the town got up. He said, these two orphans are getting married. Each one of us needs to come and put a little bit of wine into the barrel. So what happened? The first guy comes to the barrel with his cup of wine. And he says to himself, you know, everybody's going to be putting in wine. If I put in water, nobody's going to know the difference. 
So he put away the wine, and he took out water, and he poured a little water into the barrel. The next guy comes and he says, everybody's going to be putting in wine. If I put in a little bit of water, nobody's going to realize. So he puts in water. And this is what happens over and over and over again. Until finally, when it comes the time for the chasna, and they pull out the barrel of wine, and they start pouring the wine, it's pure water. Because everybody thought, my individual contribution doesn't matter. When a yid does a mitzvah in France, it helps a Jew in Eretz Yisrael, the Nefesh HaChaim says. And when a Jew does a mitzvah in Eretz Yisrael, it helps a Jew in France. Every one of us is connected deeply to every other one of us. And a Jew needs to know that the entire world is hanging in the balance and that your mitzvah could tip the scales. One of the things that we struggle with so much is we start to think to ourselves, there's a, a ruach shtos that comes into our head. It says, your mitzvah doesn't matter. Well, I'm, I'm, sitting here in, uh, I'm sitting here in Eula, I'm just assuming. I'm sitting here in Eula, I'm sitting here in DRS, I'm in TABC, I'm in Heichal, I'm in JEC, I'm in Skokie, I'm in, I'm in Frisch, I think I just exhausted all the schools. SAR, the, uh, the, uh, there's, a, there's a feeling, there's a certain like chalishos that a person has, like, does what I do really matter? Does it really make a difference? means see that what you on an individual level does, it impacts every other person. You know, Klal Yisrael is an organism. We, th- we think of ourselves like, I'm an individual, he's an individual. Klal Yisrael is an organism. I was having a conversation with somebody today, and he told me, like many of us, he struggles with davening with a minion. He says, I'd rather daven by myself. I, I totally understand it, but I just want to remind you guys, something that you know, I know you know this. A Jew davens with a minion because a Jew can't daven without a minion. That's like saying, my hand did something, or my leg did something. We're only, we're only a unit when we behave like a unit. For a Jew to say, I'm going to daven by myself, not chas I'm saying that it's not a davening. I'm saying that when we daven by ourselves. It's lacking, uh, it's lacking our full self. A yid expresses his full self in the context of Klal Yisrael. That's why we're such balei chesed. Because we know that every single Jew is deeply connected to every single other Jew. That's what the Yishalmi says, that every single Jew is guf echad. We're all part of one body. We're inseparable from each other. It's an awesome responsibility that everything, every single Jew has. But it's also an awesome responsibility that every Rebbe has. The Rebbeim have a responsibility to teach you guys, to remind you guys something that you deeply know, which is, you matter. And there was one Rebbe that did a terrible job of this. He had a Talmud. The Talmud, this is many, many years ago. The Talmud's name was Shmiel Yoel. Chesidah Shabachar. Shmiel Yoel. Shmiel Yoel Mastel. Shmiel Yoel Mastel grew up, and he had a Rebbe that always told him, Dubista Garnished. You're a nothing, and you're going to be a nothing in your life. And so Shmiel Yoel Mastel went off the derech. He's a very talented man. Shmiel Yoel Mastel went on to become a very famous actor. And he took a stage name. And what was his stage name? Zero Mastel. What type of name is Zero Mastel? So you know what he said? It's a tribute to my Rebbe who told me that I was always going to be a nothing. So his stage name, he was Tevya from Fiddler on the Roof, Zero Mastel. He was in The Producers. He was in many famous movies. His stage name was a tribute to his Rebbe who always told him, you're going to be a garnished. You know, when you tell people that you're going to be a garnished, when you tell people that they're going to be a zero, they become a zero. When you tell people, you're, gonna, you're a something, 
what you do matters, then we become, we become a something. The, you know, you look at Cain. Cain killed his brother Hevel, right? Why did Cain kill his brother Hevel? Because he brought a carbon. And what does it say? The El Elisha. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't pay attention to his carbon. You know, if you think that what you do doesn't matter, if you think, I did something, I tried to come close to you, Abishter, and my carbon didn't matter, so you know what you could even do? You could even kill your brother. You could kill, when you think that what you do doesn't matter, you could mamish kill your own brother, because, hey, if it doesn't matter, I could commit fratricide. It, it's a terrible thing when we think that it doesn't matter. But listen to this vart. I heard from a Weinberger, this vart, 20 plus years ago. Unbelievable vart. It'll change your life if you listen carefully. There was a Gilgal of Kayan. Many, many years later. His name was Elisha Hanavi. Kayan said, Nobody's paying attention to my carbon. What's Elisha's name? Elisha. Somebody's paying attention to me. Somebody's paying attention to me. So what's the story of Elisha Hanavi? The story of Elisha Hanavi is that he was a farmer's son and he was tending the fields. And Elio Hanavi walked by him and the Adaris Elio, the corner of Elio Hanavi's jacket touched him. And that's it, he was off. He was like, I'm with you, Rabbi, I'm with you. And he became the Talmud Muvuk of Eliyahu Hanavi, and he became the great Elisha Hanavi. Right before Eliyahu Hanavi ascended to Shamayim, he said to Elisha, ask me for a bracha, and I'll give you a bracha. So Elisha Hanavi said, Rabbi, I want pishnayim meiruchacha, which means, literally, I want to be twice as great as you. I want to be twice as great as you. It's a very strange bracha. Imagine going over to your Rebbe and saying, Rebbe, I want to be twice as great as you. So listen to what Weinberger said. He said the holy side of Elisha was that he felt like in, like in his world, in his life, he was, he was a farmer's son, but he knew he was more. He wasn't just a kid on NCS Waikolo. He was a kid in his heart who was saying, I know I'm a something. I know that I'm, there's a reason I'm alive. I know I have something to do in this world that nobody else could do. I know that I'm supposed to make an impact on all of Klal Yisrael. I know that. So when he saw Eliyahu Hanavi, it reminded him, I could, be, I could be more than I am. So he had two ruchas. There was the Elisha Hanavi that was a farmer's son that was tending the fields. And then there was Elisha Hanavi who was going to lead Gans Klal Yisrael. And he knew that he was both people, just like every single one of us in this room knows that. I believe about every single one of us in this room that we're two people. There's the person we are right now, and there's the person that we know we're meant to be. But we need a Rebbe to come along, to touch us with the corner of his jacket, to say, come with me, you're part of my world. Come, let me help build you up. Let me remind you of the person you could be. Elisha Hanavi was nervous. He said, Rebbe, what's going to be when you ascend to Shemayim? Who's going to remind me that I'm a something? Who's going to remind me that I matter? Who's going to remind me that my singular job in this world is to impact all of Klal Yisrael? So he said, Rebbe, I need Pishnayim Meiruchacha. I need, to rem- I need to remember that there's two ruchais. He wasn't asking to be twice as great as his Rebbe. That's the literal translation. He was saying, Rebbe, when I'm with you, you make me feel like there's the person that I am, but there's the person that I could be. That's the job of a Rebbe. The job of a Rebbe is to remind every single Talmud, you could do something special in this world. You know, every single person in this room has unique talents. Imagine if I came to one of you and I said to you, what's your unique talent? And you go, uh, I don't know. That is a tragedy of epic proportions. If a guy doesn't know what makes him unique, if a guy doesn't know his talents, if he doesn't know what his kayak is, what he could bring to the world, could you imagine the explosion in Klal Yisrael if every one of us was tapped into our unique self? If every one of us was tapped into our neshama and we said, this is who I am and I'm going to go do it and I'm going to make it awesome, Klal Yisrael would be an even greater place than it is today. 
The problem for so many of us is we lack the self-esteem to be able to say, this is me, and I'm going to put it out there for the world to see. And it doesn't matter. Not everyone's going to love it, but I'm going to be me, and I'm going to be courageous in the face of that vulnerability that maybe not everybody's going to like it, but I'm going to be awesome. We could be free. You know, guys, we're not free in this room. Because we're, especially at this age, there's so much social pressure. There's so much like, I have to fit in. I have to be this type of person. Nobody has to be any type of person. Be yourself. If you could be yourself, you could be awesome. The problem is that people are spending their whole life, I've got to fit into this, I've got to fit into that, I've got to become this type of person, that type of person. Your responsibility is to become yourself. If you'll become yourself and you'll shine brightly, then you'll illuminate for every one of us. And chaval, there's a, there's a terrible thing in our system that we build these boxes. I heard a great line once from a Rebbe. He said, boxes are for coffins. You're not supposed to be in a box. You're not supposed to be in a box. You're supposed to be yourself. You know, some people here in this room, they're, they're, they're kooky funny. It's not funny that everybody appreciates, but it's funny that some people appreciate. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a, a weird type of humor. You know what I'm saying? The, the, you know, the Chicago guys. And the... Uh, you know what I'm talking about, Warsaw? You know what I'm talking about. You're related to one of those guys. Yeah? You should know your brother is a gewalt. He's one of the funniest people I've ever met. But you know why he's so funny? Because he's himself. And it's so beautiful to see. It's, it's, it's a tragedy. We see it all the time. It's hard to watch. You see people that they're so, they're so unique, but they don't allow themselves to be unique. I'll tell you, Maisa. There was a guy in yeshiva. And he was a very good basketball player. And he was like a very quote-unquote, cool guy. He was like one of these, like, you know, Yeshiva League cool guys. And he was, because he was cool, so he also sat in judgment of everybody else. You know that move where you're, like, cool, so you sit in judgment of everybody else, you, like, push other people down to call yourself tall? So there's a Rebbe who noticed that he was struggling in this area, that he wasn't accepting people as they are, he wasn't, like, opening himself up to the possibility of relating to other types of people. So the Rebbe called him out on it. And the guy pushed back. He said, no, it's just, it's weird, it's this, it's that. And the Rebbe Mamish fought him on it for months. Until finally the guy was like, you're right. I'm just being afraid of who I truly am. I'm just being afraid of, like, being myself. And it was an amazing thing. This guy came out of his shell. And all of a sudden, he stopped being cool. And he started being himself. And you know what? He was the biggest weirdo of all. And I loved him because he was so strange. All of a sudden, he was like a totally new person. And one time I was leaving the base medrash might remember this. I was leaving the base medrash, and I saw this guy wearing a giraffe onesie outside of the base medrash. And he was doing jumping lunges outside of the back of the base medrash. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he looks at me with totally deadpan, and he goes, exercise. Nachas, Rabbi Yisai, nachas. All of a sudden, he wasn't worried about what other people were saying. He came alive because he wasn't worried what other people were saying. It's a terrible thing that we do, that we tell people, no, this is what's cool. This is what it means to be cool from our neighborhood. This is what it means to be cool in NCS Michael. Be yourself. Be yourself. You know, the whole world, like the Rambam says, like Sam Seifer quoting the Rambam, the whole world could be a bracha or it could be a klala. The world could be a place that's connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's brecha from a lotion of source. To make a bracha means to pull something down from its source. The world could be a bracha or a klala. You know what it's dependent on? You. Re'eya means I'm putting before you today the entire world. What this world will be. Will it be a place that's connected to godliness? That people could be their unique self? Or will it be a place of conformity? 
Will it be a place where people can't be themselves? That's up to you guys. What type of culture will you create? Will you create a culture of open authenticity, vulnerability, courage? Or will you create a, a, an environment, and I think we have to work on this, will we create an environment of fear? Will we create an environment of conformity? Will we create an environment where people can't reach their potential because they're so afraid of what other people will think? So it comes down to anaychi. Re'ei anaychi. If you want to know the key, you have to know anaychi. You have to know who you are. And listen to this. This is the key of the night of the night shir. What you are is a chooser. If you want to know what a human being is, if you want to go all the way back to what is a human being, ultimately a human being is someone who makes a choice. You know, many people live their lives on autopilot. You know what autopilot means? Autopilot means... They're not making choices. They're part of a system. And the system just rinses and repeats, rinses and repeats. And you're part of that system. You don't make choices. You just do the same thing day after day. But you know, the beauty of life is you could stop the system and you could say, I choose to stay on this ride or to get off this ride and go on a different ride. You don't have to do what you're doing. To be a chooser means I get to choose to be me. Almost every minute of every day, there's a question that confronts us. Will you be yourself or will you be something else? And that's ultimately what it comes down to. You're in bed, the alarm rings, and it's time to go to Shachris. And you have a question. Should I wake up and go to Shachris or should I stay in bed? Bed is comfortable. The floor is cold. I don't want to get up. I don't want to put my feet on the floor. I don't want to move. Right? I'd rather stay here and be comfortable. But then you know what you live with afterwards? You live with the sense of regret. You live with a sense of, I didn't access my highest self. I've chosen to be something that I'm not. Or you can choose to say, my chakras matters. Not only does it matter to me, it matters to my community. Because if I'm not at chakras, the community is lacking. And if I'm not part of the community, the entire world is lacking. Klal Yisrael is lacking. So every morning, you have to see it. You have an opportunity, Rabbi Sai, listen carefully. You have an opportunity right now to ask yourself, who am I? You're leaving this summer. That's the question you're being asked all summer. Who are you? Who are you? It's the question we ask. If people want to grow, they have to ask themselves the question over and over again. Who are you? Who are you? There's a true version of yourself. Chazal say, who was Avram Avinu? There was a person when HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, when he was Bihi Baram. There was a vision of an Avram Avinu. There was Yaakov Avinu's face was on the Kisei HaKavod. When the Malachim were going up and down the ladder, they were seeing Yaakov Avinu down here, they were seeing Yaakov Avinu on the Kisei HaKavod. They were astounded. Could it be that somebody actually became the best version of themselves? The answer is yes. That's why the Gemara Antinus says, Yaakov Avinu lo meis. Yaakov Vinu didn't die. What does it mean he didn't die? He became the truest version of himself. Once a person becomes the truest version of themselves, they're eternal. To become authentic, to become real. But to do that, you have to make choices. You're going to be confronted with choices. In the environment of Beit Meir, southern campus, beautiful Baruch Hashem, 11.54 at night, and we have Baruch Hashem, people in a room, steiging. yeah, the choice is much easier. But you go back, Certain friends, certain environments, certain systems, these choices become a little bit harder. It requires focus, it requires intention, it requires orientation. Are you actually stopping and making a choice? And this is the last point of the night. The choice is not tomorrow, the choice is not a week from now, the choice is not two weeks from now, the choice is not two years from now. 
There are guys, unfortunately, this happens, guys go, okay, but say the Rebbe, I'll do it when I get to Eretz Yisrael. Give me a break. Let me have the last two years of high school. Let me have my summer after 12th grade, that no man's land where I'm no longer in high school, so the high school can't get me in trouble, and I'm not yet in Eretz Yisrael. Let me, I want to have my fun. Abayisai, choices get made, hayoyim. Choices get made not in the future, hayoyim, and noisim. Every single moment of every single day, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is putting choices in front of you. What choices you make in the present determine where you are in the future. You know, there's something insane about our lives. You know what we do? We make choice after choice after choice after choice, and then we go like this. I don't know how I ended up here. It's a funny thing, no? Because I don't know how I, I, don't know how I ended up here. What do you mean you don't know how you ended up here? You got in a car and you drove there. So yeah, but I never meant to. You have a guy in ninth grade, he has shifas, he has dreams, by the time I'm in 12th grade, I'm going to be capable of doing this and that. And now it's 10th grade already, and he says, I don't know, I didn't do any of the things I, I thought I was going to do. What happened? What do you think happened? Every day you made a choice. You want, it, you want to have a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu where you feel close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Not, you can always, you're always close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but you feel close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu to make sure you don't come after me afterwards, yeah? Do I feel it? So you'll ask yourself, well, no, I don't feel close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then you'll say, well, what choices did I make? Did I daven? Did I learn HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Torah? Was I involved in chesed? There were choices that were in front of you every single day. How ridiculous would it be if somebody got in a car, didn't put on ways, and just drove? And then he goes, I don't know how I got here. What do you mean? You made a left, you made a right, you went straight for 10 miles, you made another left. You know exactly how you got here. People are often mystified, including myself. We're mystified. We're like, how did I get here? What do you mean, how'd you get here? You made one choice over and over and over and over again, and that's how you got here. You know, Rabbi said, there's a good thing. If you want to go somewhere else, you know what you have to do? It's very simple. You have to make choices in the present moment. What am I going to do today? So now you're coming and you're going into 11th grade. <coughs> and you have two years left of high school. And you're finished with NCSY Colo for the summer. So now you have to ask yourself, what are my next choices? What are the choices that are in front of me? The choice to be part of this chevra or that chevra? The choice to put myself in this environment or that environment? And there's going to be challenging environments. And there's going to be, like, like some guys already say, I could see myself that I'm already with a certain chevra and that chevra is starting to do this type of thing and maybe they're creating that type of environment. And I know, like, socially it's so important to me to be a part of this group. I totally get it. But if you do that, remember that you're making a right turn. And then you're making another right turn. And if you want to know in two years how you ended up where you ended up, it's because you made choice after choice to go in that direction. You could also make choice after choice every single day to go in a different direction. You can make a choice to say, I want to be in a higher level shir. You can make a choice to say, I want to have a chavrusa. You can make a choice to say, I want to finish a masechta. I want to pick up a sefer. I'm going to keep in touch with my madrichim. I'm going to continue to listening to shiurim. I'm going to cut out this type of music for my life and I'm going to put in this type of music in my life. I'm going to choose to be a let's and I'm going to choose to make fun of things and to make jokes out of everything. I'm going to choose to take things seriously. The choice is in front of you all the, all the time. The shaila is who you want to be. And you're going to end up exactly where you end up. And remember, Rabbi Isai, that when you go somewhere, if you go somewhere and you're yourself, you can be proud of yourself. If the choice you make reflects your highest values then in two years from now, as you're coming out of 12th grade, you'll be able to look back and you'll be able to be proud of yourself. And you'll say, ah, I'm a person of dignity. I did, I did not just the right thing, I did what was right for me. I accessed my truest self. 
I listen to my own voice. You know, even in learning, a lot of times, like, we listen to a shear. But what about your own voice? What about your questions in learning? What about your answers in learning? You have a unique neshama. You have what to say. Are you thinking about what you have to say? It's a, it's a fine line because we want you guys to pick up a derech halimud. So we want you to say, we want you to like ask these types of questions. But you should know, in Europe, in Slabadka, they said, no, 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 we want, we want to create a certain open environment where people could learn how to ask their own questions. The derech halimud of Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky and Rav Aaron Cutler was very, very different. And they both learned in Slabadka. But they were encouraged by the altar to be their unique sense of self. That's the key, Rabbi Sai. Are you going to be you? In two years from now, if you make one choice day after day after day after day, and that choice reflects your highest values, then in two years from now you'll be proud of yourself. And that is an incredible gift to give to yourself and to the world. If you believe that you matter, then you'll be your best self. But if you make choices, Rahman al-Itzlan, that ignore the future. If every day you make choices, one day at a time you make choices to go in this direction, you're going to look back, and it's going to be great also because you're going to regret, and regret is a beautiful emotion because it tells me I didn't live up to my highest values. But nobody wants to be sitting here in two years from now going, I betrayed my highest self. I chose conformity over true individuality. That's, that's a tragic choice. It's a tragic choice. So I want to bless us all on this last night of Mishmar of NCS Midnight, Mamish, 12 o'clock at night, we have a room full of guys who are shtaging, Baruch Hashem. My bracha to all of us, including myself, I'm part of this chavra. Let's be zoiche to authenticity. Let's be zoiche to a true anoichi. To be zoiche to know that what we do matters, not only for ourselves, but for all of Klal Yisrael. And if we would be, if we would be unique, Rabbi Isai, how amazing would this puzzle be? How incredible would it be if every single one of us could be our unique self? If every one of us could shine. There are guys that are here that are not shining because they're too afraid to shine. When you hold back your light, Rabbi Isai, you're holding it back from everybody. Let's not hold back our light. Let's shine. Let's take the ruach that we had in NCS Waikolo and remind ourselves, Pishnayim Eruchacha. This is the person that I am now. And Be'ezus Hashem, this is the person that I'm going to be. Rabbi Isai, have a wonderful Shabbat.